What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Bringing It Back. You are joined today by... Myself, Stagmaster, Jonah Stairs, and my good, good friend, Micah Mosley. Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We're so glad that you're here. So glad, so glad. We have just some joyous things to talk about, because we're talking about scripture, and Come all on. scripture's joyous, baby. Come on. What about the ones in the Old Testament where it's about like, Killing a bunch of people. It's still joyous. Yeah. I'll tell you what. The whole Bible is the will of God. All right? And Jesus is the will of God. Sure. And if you can't find Jesus in the Old Testament, then you're reading it wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, I know you guys are probably thinking, let's get to it. Because you saw my Instagram story and you saw the word covid and boy, are your feathers ruffled, because <laughs> you have no idea what we're about to talk about. You're probably thinking, COVID's not in the Bible. Well, guess what? There's a lot of other <laughs> things in the Bible that apply to COVID, and this, uh, as my good friend Ron Griffin says, unprecedented time oh. that we are living in. So we're just going to talk a little bit about a few different aspects of COVID, um, how to react, how to respond, and then on the healing side, and just about the Lord's will in this and what this looks like. So... Jonah, go ahead and take us there. Okay, all right. I just, I kind of have a bit of a, uh, I thought it was an interesting verse that I wanted to start out with, just to bring it back a little bit, you sure. know, sure. to uh, Scripture. Very interesting. Uh, this is in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 11. All right, let me just get there real quick. You couldn't have it pre-prepared? I was at the wrong one. Verse Okay, Isaiah 45, verse 7, this is what it says. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. That tickled my brain a little bit, I'll tell you that much. Hold on, Jonah, that doesn't make any sense. I... So why would God, uh, like, put COVID mm-hmm. on Earth and make all these people die? That doesn't sound like a like a God that I have much trust in. That's that's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. And you know what? I mean, it's the same question that people bring up all the time about. Well, how how can God be a good God if? if cancer is in the world and he's letting people die from cancer or, you know, these natural disasters happen and people are dying from that. Or, you know, I had a family member who died and, you know, how could God let that happen? Um, And I think those are really valid questions. I think they're good questions. I don't really think I have a great answer to that, that really, Puts, puts somebody's mind at ease that's clearly going through something tragic mm-hmm. and painful um, other than I know that God is a good God because that's in Scripture. Mm-hmm. I know that He's loving. 
and I know that he um, he works things together for the good of those that love him. And that's actually another one of the scriptures that I have for today. Yeah, is Romans eight twenty eight, mm-hmm. um, and that's just my paraphrase of it. He he works everything together for good to um, for the good of those that are called according to his purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I think bad things happen in the world, obviously. Uh, COVID is a great example of mm-hmm. an un- a really unfortunate and in a lot of cases tragic thing that has been happening in the world. Um, and honestly, when I read a verse like Isaiah 45-7, where God is saying, I'm the Lord, I create light and darkness, mm-hmm. and I create all the good things and the bad things, there's something almost comforting about that to know that he is actually in control. Mm-hmm. That there's nothing going on in my life or in the world or in anyone's life that's outside of his realm of expertise, that's outside of his realm of control and influence. Sure. And so, you know, while some people might be discouraged by something like that, it's almost encouraging to me to, to know that God is in control and he has a plan. And everything will work together for his purpose to be fulfilled on earth. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think what we have to note here is when we look all the way back at Genesis in the Garden of Eden, you know, when Adam and Eve, when they ate the fruit that they were, the forbidden fruit, like, that's when humanity fell. That's how we stepped into a fallen world. Yeah. Um, We live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. And when we live in a broken world as because of the consequences of, you know, the one rule that Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden, we stepped into all these different things, you know, like sickness, like natural disasters. Those are a result of us living in a fallen, broken world. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, COVID is not a new thing to that. Like, that's just another example. And this one you probably see a lot more in the media than you have in past things. But, like, this isn't a surprise. Yeah. This isn't, this is a consequence, like all things are, living in a broken world. And I think we first have to realize that, that all of these things are, you know, taken back to the, the decision that was made in the Garden of Eden yeah. to take from the forbidden fruit. Yeah. I think that's a great perspective. And just to bring it back again, uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, I think have been so influential in my life because it's just such a, it's such a different perspective on suffering. So let me read this, um, starting at verse 3 in chapter 5. It says, Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And I think there's something special about going into scripture and allowing it to form your perspective to reflect what God's perspective is and his perspective is it doesn't matter if you're struggling if you're suffering if you're being blessed in any moment that has potential for good in your life and even suffering we rejoice in our sufferings because eventually it leads to hope and hope never disappoints and God being all-knowing he knows that even the, the bad things you're going through, you know, the, the COVID that we are going through collectively as a world community, it is bound to produce hope in us 
which will not disappoint. And so I think having that perspective that there's always a flip side to the suffering, there's always a, a blessing and a promise attached to the suffering, if you're willing to have that perspective, if you're willing to pursue the Lord in the midst of that trial and in the midst of that suffering, I think that's a really powerful way to walk out these dark times to be a little dramatic. Yeah, and I think I even just hear a lot about people, you know, saying, like, I can't wait for COVID to be over for things to go back to normal, or I can't wait for this pandemic to end and all these different things to end. And I think, the like, when I've thought about this, you know, God is big enough that if he really wanted COVID to be gone, he could snap his fingers and it would be gone in seconds. Like, it, oh, yeah. just like that. To think so, that, that would even be a struggle for him. Yeah, it's like, just, it, that's not how it works. Yeah. So I think maybe instead of focusing so much on what's on the other side of this pandemic, I think maybe instead of changing uh, the circumstance that you're in, which is COVID and this pandemic, I think maybe the Lord wants to change you in the circumstance before he changes the circumstance around you. Um, So I would even encourage people to take a step back and look at themselves within this pandemic. And instead of looking at the finish line of, you know, when the vaccine is going to be done or when we're going to be able to not wear masks anymore, because apparently having something on your face is just such a big problem nowadays (laughs) that I don't understand. But instead of looking to the end of all that, maybe just looking at yourself in the situation and then thinking of how you're trying to um, pursue the Lord, how he's wanting to mold you in this situation instead of looking for the situation change to be the thing that fixes your life. Yeah. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you're waiting for COVID to end for your life to just magically be fixed, you're putting your hope in the wrong thing and you're putting your hope in COVID um, and health instead of putting your hope in the Father. And I just think that's a dangerous game to play. Absolutely. And just as an example of, of putting your hope in God, I think it's important to know that when God wants something to be done, it will be done. He'll do it. His word never returns to him void. What that means is when, when he says something, it's never not going to happen. Yeah. He'll get it done. It's never happened. Maybe not on the timetable you want. Exactly. So you got to yeah. have his perspective. And so just to bring it back again, uh, this is in Job chapter 42, verse 2. And Job is saying, I know that you, he's talking to God, I know that you can do all things and no plan of yours can be thwarted. And that has always encouraged me just to know that COVID isn't big enough to mess up God's plan for you as an individual, for America as a country, and for our world as a whole. There are plenty of prophecies about what is going to happen you know, that when, when Jesus comes back and, and all things are restored and made new and all these amazing promises. And I've even talked to some people that are, are almost despairing. Like, how can, how can all these good things happen if everybody is thinking this way or if COVID is ravaging the world? Well, let me just put your mind at ease. If God says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. And so just take comfort in that. Yeah, uh, and I have Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, which is pretty simple. It just says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Um, so I would say maybe take a second and, you know, remove all the thoughts of, you know, COVID being over from your mind and say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this circumstance? How can I seek you better? And am I seeking you with my full heart? Um, instead of looking for a resolution to COVID, 
seek the Father during this pandemic that we're in and allow him to change you in the pandemic instead of looking for that. And then I also have 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and that says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What a great opportunity to live this verse out, to um, allow the Father to come in and make you perfect in your weakness um, in a time when you probably have little control over what's happening in the country. You can't control the person next to you wearing your mask. You can't control the election or who's going to be president or how quickly the vaccine gets out. That's just things that we have to deal with in the everyday life. So, man, what an opportunity you have to let the Lord's grace come in and be sufficient for you instead of relying on the things of this world um, to make you content and make you happy. Yeah, yeah. And I realize saying something like that can be almost overwhelming or or to the you know to the point where it's like oh what a great opportunity to go to the lord and believe these things and and yeah it is a great opportunity i recognize that's hard to do sometimes yeah. it's it's hard to detach yourself from just the emotional trauma that's that's happening on a day-to-day basis um, but again i think it's so important to to recognize who god is because I think the more you recognize who God is, the more that he will reveal to you who you are in his image. And I think that's a really powerful thing because when you know who he is and he's telling you who you are, then you're not going to be susceptible to what the enemy is saying. Sure. So, um, again, I just want to reiterate the sovereignty of God. Um, and Psalm 103, um, verse 19 says the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. It doesn't rule over some, it rules over all. And that again, just knowing that he is all powerful, he is in control, his wisdom is so beyond what we can even comprehend. I just trust that he has an amazing plan and he's going to get it done because he's God. And it's not up to me to try to figure out he's going to get all these things done that I want him to get done. It's up to me to obey. And one of the biggest things in my life that has just completely changed the way I think about my life and the way I live my life is one of my favorite scriptures, which is Philippians 1.21. And it says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And for me, what that means, it's just a win-win situation no matter what. And I know a lot of people are struggling with fear. They're struggling with doubt. They're struggling with just this, this idea that things might not go the way you want them to go, particularly with COVID going on. And all I have to say to that is when you're living life with the Lord, it's a win-win yeah. no matter what. And even to the point where you might think the worst case scenario is death, well, to die is gain because guess what? You get to be with Jesus. But even if you live... To live as Christ, because you get to be with Jesus. And when Jesus becomes the absolute just jewel of your life, he becomes the the apex of your attention span, you just can't help but be optimistic in every situation. And sometimes I even say that when you give your life to Christ, you're giving up your right to being pessimistic. Because when you live in the kingdom— 
you just can't help but be optimistic because God gets it done. Yeah. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah. I mean, even Colossians, you know, set your minds on things above, not things that are on this mm. world. Mm. What a what a verse. That one, I mean, we hear it so much, but when's the last time you actually did it? When's the last time you actually yeah. set back and set your minds on things above, not on things that were on this earth? feeds me the enemy would love to come in and make you think that the things that happen on this earth are absolute that they are everything that you should worry about and that's exactly why you shouldn't let the things of this earth dictate your emotions or your actions or how you're speaking to people is because you'll always be let down by the things of this earth if you find your hope in anything other than jesus you're always going to be let down and you're always going to be disappointed by that yeah yeah and i've I've actually heard people say, um, and this was a little disturbing. I think I kind of get where they're coming from, but I've heard people say, uh, how could people use this toxic theology of, well, Jesus is the king and he's on the throne and he's in control. Like, how could you possibly use that toxic theology to rationalize all the awful things that are happening in the world right Mm now? And... I, just, I, I don't really have a better response to that than how can that be toxic theology that Jesus is on the throne? <laughs> That's the basis of all theology. That yeah. He is king and he's in control. He's on, he's on the throne. Um, and I've heard just people get mad at other people for finding comfort in that. Like, oh, well, you're not helping solve the problem. You're just saying, oh, Jesus is on the throne, and, well, he is. Yeah, it's a fact. So live out of that truth. Yeah, to say that he's not is to say that the Bible is not true. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah. just doesn't make any sense It makes no sense. So um, I think there's nothing wrong with proclaiming that truth if it brings you some comfort, if it brings you some some healing um, in this time. And, and even if it doesn't bring you those things, it's true anyway. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Jesus is on the throne. He's in control. He's the king. Um, and I can't imagine why that would be toxic. Um, now, I guess if you're using that to bring other people down, but I don't know. I'm not going to dissect that. Um, I've also heard people kind of give some backlash to like the whole healing thing you know christians saying like well i plead the blood of christ and so why should i fear covid sure and people are like well you're an idiot you still need to blah 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 and you need to do this yeah. and do that there are some people that are like why would you wear a mask you're not trusting the lord and then there's right. some people that were like how can you not wear a mask right. because you're putting all these other people in danger right exactly even like churches that do this different yep. thing there's been like a lot of things especially here in tulsa where churches will like there's a lot of backlash yeah because they're doing one or the other yeah and so I, I just kind of wanted to put forth some scripture that reinforces the fact that Jesus is the healer and that he died for our, for our sickness um, to bring healing. And again, it, it's not always necessarily how you want it to manifest in your life. Sure. It's, it's not always on your timeline, but that doesn't stop it from being true. Yeah. Um, so 1 Peter chapter 2, this is verse 24. It says, he himself, he's talking about Jesus, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And I think it's really powerful to declare that over yourself, even if you are sick or if you're experiencing some kind of sickness, 
I think even beyond just the comfort that it brings, that knowing that that's true, I think declaring that over yourself almost causes you to believe it. And when you believe it, it I feel like it, it begins to manifest in your, in your body and in your life, and it changes your perspective. And just for those of you who may not know, what I mean by manifest, because that can kind of be a Christianese word sometimes, yeah. Yeah, is it, it kind of goes from being just a thought into being your reality, um, from being an idea to being real in your life. And so I think it's just important to know, like, yeah, he, he did die for your sins, he also healed you through his wounds. He healed all sickness. Um, so there's that, I mean, scripture is very clear. There's that potential in your life to walk without sickness. Um, and so, again, I don't want to put that as any, like, unhealthy pressure on people. Like, if you are sick, that you're not a good Christian, because that's not true at all. But I just want you to take comfort in that scripture. Um, so I Does that mean... <laughs> Does that mean that I shouldn't be scared of COVID? Does that mean COVID's not real? I uh, no. Well, yes and no, <laughs> because COVID is real, but it you should not be afraid of COVID. In the same way, you shouldn't be afraid of cancer. In the in the same way, you shouldn't be afraid. Like you shouldn't be afraid. Period. Do not fear. <laughs> you know. Do not fear. Isn't that the most repeated phrase in the Bible? Do it's, not or do not fear. I think it is something yeah, like that. It's yeah, like three hundred. Yeah, yeah. something times. So there's that, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's important to know where that line is. And honestly, for I think it's different for different people to know where the line is between: Am I being? Is my life being dictated by a fear of COVID? Or is it being dictated by my faith in God? And either one of those things can look like you putting a mask on your face when you walk into Target. Mm-hmm. And either one of those things can look like you, you know, not wearing a mask when you go into church. And so it, it's not necessarily the action that's happening on the outside. It's what's happening on the inside. Are you allowing your life to be dictated by fear? Or are you allowing it to be dictated by your faith in the Lord? Mm-hmm. And so... I, that's kind of what that comes down to for me. Yeah, I think it would be kind of dumb to go through this whole podcast and not acknowledge that COVID is indeed a real sickness yep. that people do die from. Um, but you have to remember that not all people in this country or this world that we live in are believers. So not all people have the same faith that we do. Yep. And I think this is where we got get caught up a little bit is in, you know, if I'm not scared of COVID, then I don't have to wear a mask, but I'd like to pump the brakes on that whole idea a little bit um, and, and look at Romans 13, Ooh. specifically 1 through 2. Um, so listen, because this is, <laughs> this is the Bible. So you can disagree with me all you want, but this is the Bible. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God that means he put them there. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. But Michael, what if? What if? But what, what if, if I'm not scared? Listen, if you're going to a place and they say, wear a mask, and your first thought is, I'm not going to let them take my freedom like that. Yeah. You are blatantly disrespecting the authority that the Lord has put in place. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And I just think it can be so dishonoring to the Father 
to see his people look at these rules that have been put in place by the authorities above him, above them, by God, and say, no, this is one where I'm going to draw the line. I know what you're thinking, you know, in Acts when uh, James and John were like, they refused to, they got thrown in prison and they got flogged for not preaching Jesus. And people would be like, well, this is, this is like that. This is outside of God's authority or it's making me do something that I don't believe in. But here, is someone forcing you to teach something other than the Bible? No, you can't take that scenario and that extreme and apply it back to you wearing a mask or not, because that's not the same principle at all. Right. The Bible says, be subject to the governing authorities. And even past that, I think there's a difference between just doing it and making it a, a heart posture of respect and honor. Mm-hmm. Um, in Ephesians 4.15, it says, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is at the head into Christ. So not only obeying the rules that are put in place above you, wearing your mask, practicing social distancing when it's asked of you, what you do with there's no rules, whether you wear your mask or not, that's fine. You can decide. But when you're asked to wear a mask, do something so simple to speak in love to the people who maybe are wearing masks or the ones who aren't wearing masks, which either side of the you know table you're on, whether you're a masker or a non-masker, how are you relating to them and how are you showing the love of Jesus to them through your conversations about COVID? Yeah, I think what it comes down to is, is it's not about the mask. There's nothing scriptural about wearing a mask. There's nothing scriptural about not wearing a mask yeah. in relation to COVID because COVID isn't in scripture. But there's plenty in scripture about obeying your authorities. Yeah. There's plenty in scripture about the consequences of disobedience. Yeah. And so that's what it comes down to. And pride. It comes down to pride or humility. Are you willing to be humble by somebody that you disagree with on a fundamental level? If they are in a position of authority above you, are you willing to humble yourself and obey what they ask of you? That's what it comes down to. And scripture is very clear about that. Humility comes before honor. And pride comes before the fall. Yeah, That's in Proverbs somewhere. I didn't write down that verse, but you can go look it up. Yeah. I am 100% positive it's there. Yeah. So, if, I mean, yeah, just set your pride aside. If you're thinking, I can't even stand, I can't even be in relationship with this person who wears a mask, I want you to say it with me. I'm not a follower of Christ. COVID is my God. Because that's what you're saying in that situation. If you're putting your preference on this situation above the like what the Lord has told you to do in Scripture, you're not obeying Christ and you're not following Jesus. COVID has become your God at that point because you're so wrapped up in your own opinion that you can't even love somebody, which the Bible tells you to do. Um, and then even, man, just to bring it back, that's what we love to do. <laughs> love bringing it back. In Romans 12, 17 through 18, it says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I don't see what's so hard about that verse. Not to mention... I see see that it's hard, but like... It's hard, but how often does it depend on you? Yeah. I would say like the majority of the time. (laughs) Most of the time. For you to live peaceably with people around you. I would say most of the time. It is within your realm of power to take that upon yourself to be obedient to scripture and just be cool rather than be obedient to your feelings. Be cool, be you know? Cool. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, that's what I got to say about that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have one more verse on healing, um, which again is is just I think fundamental to the gospel of what Jesus did on the cross is he didn't just die for our sins, but he died for us to be healed and restored and redeemed as well. And this is all the way from the Old Testament, talking about finding Jesus in the Old Testament. This is is. Isaiah 53, verse 5. And it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Some other translations say, By his stripes, we are healed talking about blood stripes you know what i'm saying so again i just want to encourage you um to not be afraid of covid and to be honest just to give a lot of christians the benefit of the doubt i think a lot of christians have been resistant to the whole mask thing because maybe in their mind they see that as a sign of i'm afraid of covid and i'm allowing that to control my life sure which that that reality takes place in your heart. God can be the God of your heart and of your life, and you can be fully submitted to him and still wear a mask because the company that you work for requires you to wear a mask. Yeah. That those two realities can coexist. And so um, I just want to encourage you, if you feel like um, you are being governed by fear, I want to encourage you that there's freedom in Scripture Um, And if you feel that you are being governed by the Lord, then I say, good job, keep it up, and stay in his word, because his word is truth, and it's his will, and it's who he is. So I feel like an important one to throw out just with this topic is in Philippians, do all things without griping and complaining. Oh, no, you went there. You said it. It's, It's in the Bible. The Bible says don't gripe and complain in Philippians. I can't remember the exact verse and chapter on that one. It's chapter 2. 13 or 14, something like that. It's in the teens for sure. Yeah, it's 2, 13 or 14. Do all things without griping and complaining. It's a tough one during COVID. Wait, so how many things do I have to do without complaining? uh, So you have to wear your mask without complaining when you're asked to. Wait, actually, I think the verse said all things. Wait, (laughs) (laughs) no, let's just make a list that ends after 10 things. No, everything. All things. Everything, yeah. So So even if you disagree with everything else in this podcast, which, man, I'd love to talk to you about it, (laughs) um, I'll point you right back to the scriptures that we used and then ask you if you believe in the Bible. But if nothing else, the Bible says do all things without grabbing and complaining. So just start out with that and see how that goes for you. My mom would always say, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. That's so true. And so put that in your back pocket. And just keep it for a rainy day. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you guys this week. We love you all a lot. We will see you in the next pod. See y'all.